Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Big Ass Cornhole Podcast. I'm your host, and as always, I'm here with my partner in crime, Dane. What's going on, man? What's happening, everybody? All right, so before we get down to it, I'm uh, I'm pretty thirsty. So, uh, Dane, what are we sipping on tonight? Yeah, we have an assault of beers here from a great brewery out in Boulevard, Ohio, Lockport. You guys are awesome people. Uh, sipping on some IPAs and a specially brewed Kolsch and Berry beer. They're both delicious. Enjoy it. All right. So in our first episode, we uh, we kind of established that we're kind of cornhole junkies, and we have a just a bit an addiction to ordering bags. Minor, a little bit. Minor. So um, we actually had new bags arrive. Is that correct, Dane? We did, and I am happy to announce that I finally received my steadies. And yes, it's been a long-awaited arrival, but man, I am excited to check these bad boys out. They look awesome. So, Dane, just first first feel of the bags just coming right out of the box how do they feel you know they're, they're not as broken down as the og game changers but um i do like the feel it's a chunkier bag yeah they um, do they do definitely look like thicker i mean even just when you lay them down next to other broken in bags yeah they're definitely thicker and they you can tell like, the rounded corners you know it's definitely got a rounded corner to for it sure um but i i mean i'm excited to try them out like i mean we just opened them up so it feels slower if that makes sense like yes. just the material itself does feel a little bit slower so i'm interested to try them out um, I have a feeling you're going to like them more than I do, just Hell because yeah. I, I tend like to like a faster bag, but hopefully, you know, the slick side's controllable, and if that's the case, then we might have, uh, we might have found our new bag. Just depends if you're throwing it straight. So, um, you know, and we also have some more bags that were ordered along the way. Dana, Sean, I think our you, wives are going to be so pissed. I know. I think you told me that you ordered some Razor bags, is that correct? I got, I got some Razor Alphas, you know, they're, I'm excited to test, test those out, a little faster than I'm used to, but. And Valerie, do not be mad. These are the same bags I was talking about before. I ordered some Kill Shot 357s. They should be coming in this week. But I may or may not have ordered another set of bags. They're the Dragon Bag Infernos. I've heard really good things about them. I'm excited to try them out, so please don't be too bad. I mean, you can't be mad until Friday. Because Friday tentatively is a big release day for the cornhole community ultra is killing me all right like yeah, my wife is going to divorce me if i order another set of bags but i really want widows or another set of vipers yeah so check it out friday on their website it looks like they might be releasing some widows and vipers tentatively we'll see all right well enough of our addiction issues i guess we'll put it that way uh today we have a great episode planned for you we're bringing aboard our very first guest which i think is quite an honor really indeed um we're really excited to be joined by a young man Fresh off an, off an appearance of ESPN, where he threw straight fire, we welcome our friend, Timmy Jonas. Timmy, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? Thanks How's for having going, me. Man? Super excited to be the first guest of the show. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're really excited. We thought you'd be the perfect first guest coming off of the ESPN appearance. You're kind of like the face of cornhole right now. Yeah, I mean, we, we buttered your bread <laughs> in the first episode, so you know we yeah. want to get down to brass tacks now. Yeah. So, are you getting used to, like, your, your fame and stuff like that? Is it... A little bit. Uh, when we were at the hotel the night after, someone actually stopped me to ask if they could take a picture with me. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. All yeah. right, so no that autographs or anything yet, but no, some pictures just, and stuff? Some hey, pictures, all right. yeah. hey, take the cornhole fame where it comes to. All right, we all don't right. all get to play on ESPN, so... should start signing bags, and then people could sell them on Facebook for, like, $400. Right, more yeah. than the regular studies are going for now. Exactly. But you'll need, like, a percentage of that, so, you know, yeah. just... Timmy is <laughs> letting you know, so if he signs your bags, you want to cut of that. <laughs> All right, so um, let's just get, we're going to go into the interview. We're going to talk to Timmy about, you know, his experience through Cornhole. So let's just start off with, you know, tell us a little bit, when did you first start playing? I started playing about last October, so like a year now pretty much. Um, Me and my buddy just ended up going to the Taco Festival, happened to be there that day, saw a Cornhole tournament, decided to join. 
had no clue what we were getting into, oh. kind of like you guys at your first one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. yes. We got stuck with the Cleveland Cornhole bags. It was raining. <laughs> bags were not moving. Uh, got our butts whooped by Tim Allen and Ron Weiss. There you that go. Our, uh, Two good guys. Yes, Two good guys. Good, talented players. Yes. Again, a, another theme here with Cleveland Cornhole is that even if they're not really well-known players, there's so much talent in this area, it's crazy. So, But they're really good players. Yes. We went in there expecting, you know, same as you, great backyard players, win all the family things, and got in and got whooped. And then, yeah. It happens to us all when we first go in. It humbles you a little bit, but you still love the game, obviously. Right. Yes. Um, so you were an athlete in school, right? Yes. Shout out. Hey, by the way, shout out to St. Ed's. Yes. All Absolutely. three of us are former uh, Eagles. Eagle grads, so yes. I'm a little bit older. I was an 05 grad. Dane was... 07. And you were, God, you make us yeah, sound so God. old. Come on. <laughs> I feel I'm, I'm, still young. I'm still young. But, um, but you yeah. heart. So yeah. shout out to St. Ed's. So to Cornhole, you're an athlete. You're a soccer player, right? Yeah, yeah, and I played soccer in college, but okay. high school I played baseball, basketball, soccer. Okay, did um, did cornhole come pretty naturally to you? Yeah, that's the one thing. It just it's, you're I a lot of humble brag. You humble brag here. Yeah, this is what we're asking. So I kind of threw the same way that I've thrown. I throw the same way I did then, and just more accurate now. Really, haven't changed too much to my throw. So, um, so bags. What what kind of bag do you prefer to throw? I mean, there's so many bags on the market right now. I mean, thousands of bags. We just talked about our addiction problem. So what do you prefer to throw? Like, what was your your first start bag and how to kind of progress to, like, where it is now? So uh, when my dad and I first joined the league, we saw everyone throwing Reynolds. We didn't really know which one, so we just went online and ordered the speeds. My dad loved them. I did not, but I'm definitely a pro advantage guy. I love the pro advantage. I love the way it falls in the hole for me, and the speed for me is perfect because I throw. I don't throw overly hard, but I could definitely go for the hole. So the pro advantage is perfect for me. Are you still throwing that now, like as your primary bag, or have you made like a transition, or is it really just you know board conditions, weather? You know, if we're playing inside, obviously weather's right. not conditioned, but board conditions, humidity, all that stuff. I'm pretty much a pro advantage guy, no matter what. I'm starting to like the steadies. I'm gonna be playing with Colin Miller. And the Nationals, so me and him are trying to get the studies going for Nationals. Right, and like you, you were kind of dipping into your uh, your style of play and stuff, and uh, I just wanted to, you know, check in a little bit more on that. So, do do you ever try like a push game? Like you said, you're you're a hole hunter. Do you ever try a push game like against guys that are just trying to melt a bag in the hole? You just try to throw them off a little bit. Yeah, sometimes I like to break up the rhythm, put one in front, but I like to go up first before I push. I like to try to hit an airmail. And then at the end, finish with the push. But I definitely like to go up first. I mean, I know from firsthand experience, you, you're you hole first. Yeah. I mean, you don't try to mess around. You're just straight gun. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've faced off, I mean. A lot of times, yeah. Many, many times. <laughs> and I know for a fact I've got my ass yeah. kicked plenty enough to know that you go straight for the hole and everything. So hey, it's you, awesome. You throw so, a four-bagger, you can't lose. Exactly. That's, see, that's exactly <laughs> yeah, what I always say. If you, put, if you put 12 points up, you're not, you're not going to lose. Right. But if you do it less than you do, which yeah, I but do. if you put one off the back, you know, I mean, that, that hurts you just as much. <laughs> yeah, correct. So for let's go back to, like, the pro advantage a little bit. I tend to throw a slick side, just I'm a slower or, I guess, a harder or softer thrower, yeah, I guess, you, like you a higher back. Lob it in there. Do you tend to throw that slower side for yeah. a pro advantage? Yeah, I throw on the carpet. I only go to the – I really only go to the fast side if uh, bags are sitting on top of my bag, like I gotcha. pinching them. Okay. Other than that, I even pretty much push with the carpet side, too. Okay, and then so you've gotten obviously you've gotten pretty good. All right, we've established you're a phenomenal player. Thank do you, you practice at all? I do. I uh, at first I did not, but as I realized like how how good the players are and that I don't I want to be up playing against the best, I have started to practice a lot more and just 
I practice a lot before going to this pro invitational, alumni invitational. Uh, my family has a soap factory in Lakewood. Okay, so we go up to there and practice during the week after when my dad gets off work and I meet him up there. And I practice in my works warehouse. Oh, you know, perfect. You know. yeah, so you got to throw sometimes. where you can. You know? yeah. So for newer players that are trying to get better, all right, let's say they're, you know, they're in a league, they're in a lower division, they want to be the new Timmy Jonas. They want to make it on ESPN. So like, what is your practice? Like, do you just throw bags or do you put yourself into scenarios? Like, what, what's your practice round like? Definitely at the start, if you're trying to move up from lower divisions, I would definitely just focus on getting your slide down in the hole right off the bat. Because like I said earlier, you throw four in, you can't lose. Yeah, it's that uh, muscle memory. you right. got to get it. But now that I'm starting to get into it more and getting better, I uh, practice pushes, I practice airmails, I'll set a bag in front of the hole, go over it and push through it. So now I do put myself in scenarios. Would you you practice both arm outside, arm inside? Do you do even amount? Do you you know do you do you tend to find yourself you know I know I'm better with my arm outside, so I practice more inside. Do you do, you do any of that? See, for me, it's weird. I feel like I airmail better when my arms on the outside, okay. but I slide better when I'm my the arms same way on as the well. inside. So I just I ends up because I feel that way that I end up throwing pretty much pretty evenly. Okay. When I'm practicing, I go back and forth pretty much. And when you're partnering up with somebody, do you tend to like you tell the person like I'm always an outside thrower, inside you play matchup games? Do you do any of that stuff? It depends who I'm playing with. Like um, when I'm playing with my dad on Thursdays in Division One, we do a lot of matchups. Okay. But uh, most of the time, like in a blind draw, I ask them what side do you prefer, and I just go to the opposite side of whatever. The person prefers is it, playing is playing with your dad harder than any other partner. It, being blood, it definitely was at first. We definitely butted heads. But so I'm telling you, him and I, man, we just sometimes know. we don't think we make good partners because we're almost too yeah, close. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. I, I feel like if I let him down, it hurts me more than right. if I'm like playing with you know just a random person or you know just a friend. Right. Yeah. That we definitely struggled with it at first. There was a, a bigger gap at first, but now my dad's definitely got improved. Oh, your, dad, your dad's a really good. Right. He's been playing with Anthony Kissel's dad yes. for the most part, and yes. we played him a few times, and oh, they're, yeah. they're they've, both. They've yeah. turned I mean, it up for yeah, sure. My dad's... dad has definitely improved, so we are getting better and better together. The more I get better and the more he gets better, we're just starting to. That's fun, man. I mean, right? I mean, when it all comes down to it, I mean, you get to spend time with your dad. Right, it's awesome. Throwing beanbags at a board, yeah, drinking right. beer, right? Yeah. Everyone at the Cleveland Cornhole League is awesome, so we all have fun out there. Um, so yeah, so let's. You kind of came on the scene a little bit. Uh, was it two years ago when you were partnered up with Anthony Kissel? Your first ESPN experience. It was just a year ago. So if you guys are new to the cornhole scene, and you know we talked about Timmy Jonas, he's a big guy right now. This is actually his second time on ESPN, which yes. is not <laughs> something that a lot of people can say. All right, he's exactly. kind of like a cornhole stud here. So can you <laughs> nice. walk us through a little bit about? Your first experience and like how that went because you were a relatively new player when you first did Very that first new, time, yes. right? So just uh, walk us through that a little bit. So the first time uh, I just joined the Cleveland Cornhole League in October, the big ESPN tournament was in December, so I was only playing for a few months and it worked out where I was just playing, uh, warming up against uh, Ron Weiss again, and he was just like, "Oh, wh- you're pretty good. Why don't you go try to play in the college one? I think you you could do good." So I took took the advice and ended up asking Dave if he knew anyone from Baldwin Wallace, and just so happened Anthony played in the same league and went to Baldwin Wallace. We had no clue who each other was and just kind of went from there. And so Dave you guys like never up. saw each other on campus, nothing like no, never. never threw against each other in the league. No, who was in a higher division? I honestly don't remember back yeah. then. Okay, all right, yeah. so I had to throw it. Yeah, I really don't remember. <laughs> we both were playing with our dads at the time. Okay, so I really have no clue. Okay, now. 
did you guys have like instant chemistry when you first started playing? So you get to this tournament, never met before. Yeah. You're like, who's this dude? We happen to go to the same college. We both play cornhole. Right. Did you find that you guys had pretty instant chemistry? Yeah, we both actually just ended up being friends, worked out, just easy to throw bags with each other. We Neither one of us are like get offended. So whatever they say or do, it's okay. We just knew that whatever happened wasn't going to cause a problem or anything. I mean, I remember so watching that and like just you guys were both like super chill. Like I don't think you said more than like three words like right. the entire time. I mean, yeah. you're kind of a quieter guy anyways. Yeah. I would say I mean, maybe I just don't know you that <laughs> yeah. well. But, yeah, but like at least around the board you yeah. tend to be quiet. Anthony was definitely quiet too. Yeah. Um, did you guys have a strategy going into that tournament? Really because we were so new to it and so new to like big tournaments and we were playing against kids who have been playing since they were 8 and some of them were even pros at one point before. So we just wanted to play it safe, make sure we stayed on the board, stayed around the hole, and tried to make it tough for the people we were playing so that we didn't beat ourselves, so that the people we were playing had to beat us. Do you think Do you think Kissel's hat had anything to do with guys like maybe not taking you as seriously yeah. out there? Because yeah, I saw that bad boy, and I'm a little jealous. I would love to throw right. with one of those, but... Man, he he pulled it off well. Like right. if I if I saw you guys walking up to the board with that hat, it would scare me a little bit to have that kind of confidence to wear it. But maybe other people would be like, "Oh, this guy's just joking around." Yeah, they probably thought we weren't taking it serious. We were just here for fun. We and you guys shocked the. Fan. I mean, you guys shocked that community a little bit because yeah, you guys were a time. lower seed, and you guys took out some pretty big opponents. Yes, we were. I think we were the second to lowest or the lowest seed going into ESPN. So I remember so. watching it after I had already thrown against you. And I remember seeing your face, and I'm like, I, I know he was good. And people kept telling me, like, oh, he, play, he played for the college national championship. And I threw against you, and we lost. And you <laughs> just didn't – I don't think you missed a freaking bag. And then I went on, and when you played me, you were airmailing, and you didn't miss. And then I went and saw the broadcast, and was it – you guys just didn't go for the airmail. Just, again, you guys – that was strategy going in. Play it safe. Don't go for the shots. Don't leave points. Just make them make the tough shot. Yes. Okay. Part of it was in that first tournament, we had to play with game changers, like – no one has ever thrown them before. Okay. So we got there, and they were just like, hey, everyone's got to use game changers. It's our new bag. It's what we agreed on. So we both weren't very weren't used to the bags, so that definitely played a factor because neither of us ever thrown those before. Do you think well, that helped you? I mean, In a way, I do. For the most part, I mean, we made it to the finals, so I would say it kind of humbled the way we played. We weren't too cocky about it, and we just went about business trying to make easy shots in the hole and pretty much kept our, all our bags in front or – around the hole, so made it tough for our opponents. So like, what are your thoughts about, because some people are, they want everybody to use the same bag in a tournament versus you bring your own bags. What are your thoughts about that? Do you like having your own bag and different strategies, or do you think everyone should start even playing ground, let's let the skill, you know, the player do the talking kind of thing? I think I like the different bags because it's just like any other sport. Uh, basketball, you can wear whatever shoes you like. Baseball, whatever bat brand you want. So uh, people throw different, so I think... People need to use the bag that fits their style. Like you said, you loft it more. Mm -hmm. I throw straighter, so if you had to play with a slow bag, it would definitely, you'd have to change your entire throw. But for me, it would just be a natural throw. So you go on ESPN, right? You guys end up taking second, which is huge. I mean, like lower seed coming up on ESPN, first time you guys did awesome, representing Cleveland everything. Were you pretty much hooked after that then? Yeah, I was... Right after that. <laughs> right sure I'd be hooked too. I'd be like, it's ESPN, man. Right after that, I was just ready to come back and start playing. Did you make any of the that. top ten plays? No, I, we should have, though. Dang, but. you should have. <laughs> so, let me ask you, why do you like playing? Like, what, what, why do you, like, what, for us, we talked about the first episode, 
we we played sports all of our life growing up. It's competition and the people. Like, well, why do you like playing? That's a huge part of it. It just like uh, it fills a void. Like you play sports your whole life, then all of a sudden you get out of college. There's really not many options for you to do, and it just fills that competitive edge. For yeah, I mean, you. it's a sport that like I mean, I, I said it last episode. Like we're fat and old now. We can actually play cornhole. I mean, you're 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 not there, so I mean, you can still play other sports as well. Yeah. But I mean, we we definitely feel you. This seems yeah. like it's working out for him, though. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're doing just fine. And it's nice to get to do something with my dad on a consistent yeah. basis now. So for sure, and that's yeah. what like we said before. That's it's a it's a reason we live two minutes away from each other. We don't get to see each other very often. It's a reason to get out of the house. We get to hang out for a little bit and be around people that are all awesome. Right. I totally agree with that. I live ten minutes from my dad now, and it's just. Same thing. Something nice to get out of the house. And yeah. play All right, so you, you take second on ESPN, and then you come back. I'm assuming you're, you're playing in the league still. You start playing in regionals. Have you played in any, like, national events? Yeah, I ended up uh, – I went to St. Louis, and I went to Philly. So what were those experiences like? So we went to our first um, conference tournament. Yeah. And that blew our mind, just the right. amount of people. I can't even – I'm so excited for the, the national tournament coming here in March. Yeah. What was your first experience in nationals like? It was crazy. We we thought the Myrtle Beach thing was big which because uh, pros came in and they had all the college people. So we went to the national thing. Oh, it would be just like that. We get there and we walk in and it's just a huge facility inside the old uh, St. Louis Rams football stadium. That's awesome. So it was crazy, just thousands of people there just to – Played cornhole. That's awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. It's basically like a dream. Is that heaven on earth? Yeah, like, pretty much. Like, it's pretty close. Throwing bags all day, drinking beer, having fun with family, and friends. And same theme. People, awesome. Just everyone awesome. wants to have a good time. Yeah. No matter where you go at a cornhole tournament, you can talk to anybody. You can talk to anyone who walks by you at the cornhole board next to you. Everyone's friendly. And did anyone? Did anyone recognize you from your first ESPN stint? Yeah, a few times in the cornhole world. Yeah. It was okay. pretty cool. Me Did and you? Anthony were played crew cup together. Okay. So some people were, because we had jerseys on. Okay. So some people were asking us, like, were you guys there? Did you guys play together on there? So that's cool. Pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. It's got to be cool at least to be recognized for something that you love to do. Right? Yeah. I mean, you, we talked about it the first episode. We're throwing beanbags at a board. Right. But if you can get recognized and get to play on ESPN, that's, that's pretty freaking sweet. Right. I never would have thought as a kid I would be recognized for. That wasn't your dream, like, in the driveway growing <laughs> right, up, you know, yeah. like, bottom of the ninth, two outs. It wasn't like being on ESPN throwing a beanbag no, on a board kind of thing. Not. Not but look where, look where it brought you. Right. Life changed. <laughs> I mean, someone, someone recognizing you is, like, the equivalent of us getting a like on Twitter right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. I get excited. Yeah. Oh, like, when my phone goes off, I go crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Another one. So great. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, – we talked about it the first time. We gave you a shout-out. All right, so let's go into your most recent adventure. All right, for those of you that are listening, um, Timmy recently played at the like a pro-am type of tournament on yeah. ESPN. Correct. Um, he dominated. All right, he kicked ass. Can you just just walk us through like the format? Like, how did the whole thing go down? Because I don't think a lot of people understand. By the time you guys get to ESPN, you had already had to play a separate tournament, correct? Correct. Yeah. So just I, walk us through that a little bit. I ended up playing with my buddy Brandon Fatsy from BW. He graduated a year before me, so you had to play with an alumni before your school. And in order to make it on ESPN, your alumni doubles team had to finish in the top eight. We ended up coming in fifth, so one of us got to play on ESPN with the pros who had their own tournament they had a blind draw so every they played six games okay and every game they had a different pro partner and the top eight pros got to play with an alumni on espn so you get paired with uh and i'm sorry if i'm butchering this name Brittany is it emge yes okay okay nailed it nailed it (laughs) all right so you get paired with Brittany emge just right off the bat 
you you knew who she was, right? I think anyone in the cornhole world knew she kind of got famous from hitting some killer shots against Stacia. Right. Stacia, shout out to Stacia. Yes. Right? She's a Cleveland local. She's an awesome player, but she kind of got famous from hitting some really awesome airmails. What were your initial thoughts? You see you get paired. Like, were you thinking, we got this? Like, we could, we can win this? Yeah, I was super pumped that I got her because she was the only other pro that threw pro advantages. Well, there you go. That's so, once I saw match that, made I was heaven like, right there. Yeah, there you go. That's sweet. <laughs> so, did you guys talk strategy? Did you talk, like, hey, I'm going to throw always against the pro? You know, were you always, did, arm inside, arm outside? Like, did you guys talk about any of that so, stuff? So the first game I threw inside, she threw outside, okay. and then the next game we switched, and that we both felt that was better. Okay. So then after the second game, we carried that into the final. Because your first game was really the only close game you had. Correct. I mean, Jay Dotson hit two incredible shots. I mean, and he called him. Yeah, I was even egging him on for the one airmail. I thought my two bags, our three oh. bags, were going, so I was egging him on. Oh, it, I mean, so the, I mean, yeah, I still don't understand because yeah. it didn't even look big enough for a bag to go through without dragging anything else in. Right. And he called it. Yeah. And he hit crazy. it. And as soon as he released it, he knew it too. Yep. And the I celebration. I mean, so tip yeah. of the cap to Jay Dot. I mean, that was an amazing shot. It was crazy. But that was really like your only real close match. I mean, you guys kind of rolled. Yeah. And I said in the first episode that when I saw you play. And then I saw the other guys that you're going to be playing. I knew you were going to win as long as <laughs> Brittany you. was strong as well as we know that she can throw. Right. There was no doubt. Yeah. I mean, you were so much better than everyone. I mean, oh, maybe I'm a little biased. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe it was going to make Please me feel a little support. bit better because we yeah. played you yeah, before. When, when you lose to him, you're like, oh, yeah. all right, yeah, well, hey. he's, you know, he's on ESPN. All right. <laughs> all right. So playing under the lights, right? I think any cornhole player that wants to go to the highest level, everyone's shooting to be on that ESPN broadcast. Does it live up to the hype? Were you nervous? Is it tough playing under the lights? Do you just block it out and like you're just stone cold killer? Like how do you feel? Personally, I like it. Like I like the pressure. So you thrive on that stuff. Yeah, that's what okay. I like. Just for like even my high school career, I loved it in sports. So I just love getting under the lights, fans cheering, every all the lights are on you, cameras, everything. It's it's a great experience. It just makes me focus more. Anything like commercial breaks or anything like that mess you guys up or like we have to you, you know, guys have to wear, like, mics or anything? Yeah, or? That, that was the, especially the first time you had to wear a bulky mic. They put it down under your shirt and clip it onto the back of your shorts. So that definitely is weird at first. And, I know, I've given, and I know I've given you a hard time at leagues before. You always <laughs> wear in the short shorts, right? right? Like, it. you're not Matthew Sorrells or anything, yeah. but, like, I mean, you always write. And I asked yes. you before, why do you wear them? And you said, if you wear longer pants, you tend to clip the pants with yes. the bag with right, your pants kind of thing. Yeah, basketball shorts, it clips the pants. Do you wear those? So you're telling me tight. I should go short real short jorts? Yes. You know, show don't, off the thighs? Don't, yes. don't tell right, that. Sean. Who's going to rock it, Daisy Monday Dukes? Monday League. Yeah, Daisy Dukes. Dukes. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Rock the it Daisy Dukes. your cornhole game instantly. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, I feel like it would too. <laughs> Plus you have so much more mobility. Exactly. Straight from an ESPN champion yep. here. Okay. Daisy short Dukes shorts. Short shorts. Okay. We'll out on Saturday. For the rest of the interview, please join us on episode two, part two, on the Big Asp Cornhole Podcast.